Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. On New Year's Eve, really, we're all time travelers as we go from one year to the next. Hope you're all safe. This marathon has a time travel theme, and the first film is Curvature with his director, Diego Javilas. I'll have that in a moment. Diego Halivis directed an interesting time travel mystery in Curvature starring Lindsay Fonseca as a woman trying to prevent a murder by going back in time. Here is my full conversation with the director. I mean, I know that you have a background and, and have done a lot of different things in film. Um, what kind of attracted you to this particular piece? The writer, Brian, he's a good friend of mine, and we actually have uh, a couple of projects that we've developed together. And uh, this one, what kind of attracted me was the, the the role of Helen. It's like a strong female protagonist. It doesn't really fall trap into the you know, conforming to the Hollywood tropes and yeah. also the way time travel is implemented into this film. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's used in a way to sort of, uh, it, it's about the emotional arc of the character as opposed to just changing uh, something in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's more of a, a more personal approach to time travel than, than I've seen before. What I'd like is, you know, it asked a question, if given the chance, could you go back and change something, in this case, uh, prevent something drastic from happening. Uh, could you? Would you do it if you got a second chance? And that, that is that a theme that attracted you as well? Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that we've always asked ourselves, right? Like you always say, "Oh, if I could just go back to school, knowing what I know, I would have done things differently." It, 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 it sort of like places that uh, character uh, in, in sort of that dilemma. Uh, whether or not to go back and, 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 and make a change. And getting Lindsay to be your lead, uh, that's, she is an actor to definitely watch these days. Talk about her casting and how she was on set for you. When we first met with, with Lindsay, uh, I was really excited because I, I, I'd seen her before in, in Nikita and, and, you know, other supporting roles like in Kick Ass and stuff like that. And I knew that she has that special thing, you know, when you yeah. meet someone, it's it just like instantly you, you feel it right away. I was looking for somebody who, who would take this role and with even the slightest gestures or even the way she just looks at the camera, you know, she can convey so much just through her eyes. Mm. And I was really interested in that because I, I, I wanted a, a subtle performance, but at the same time, something that could show a lot of dramatic range. And, and immediately upon, you know, meeting with her and talking to her and how well she, you know, how excited she was about the screenplay and, and, and the way she, the type of roles that she tends to play, this one was was very different. And, and so she thought, she looked at it as a, as a challenge. Uh, you know, I, I was very excited by, by, by her approach and excitement for the Mm-hmm. And and then you had the uh, what some consider the queen of time travel movies in Linda Hamilton as well, of course because of her Terminator days. Uh, that was kind of also a coup to get her. Oh yeah, uh, that was you know when when I first heard the the idea of like oh should we go and after Linda Hamilton for for this role I was like I don't think it's gonna happen guys like come on I, I just <laughs> kind of like wrote it off as, as not a possibility. But it turns out that, you know, she reacted to the, to the screenplay, uh, in a way that, you know, she really wanted to support this type of movie getting made. Mm-hmm. And again, one of the main reasons why she liked it so much was because of the, 
the way the character of Helen is written. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's an independent female character that uh, doesn't really, is overly sexualized or depends on a male uh, co-star to sort of like solve things for her mm-hmm. or be the muscle. So she was like, this, like, we need more films like this and I want to be part of it. She kind of pioneered that too with Sarah Connor, so that's uh, that's quite oh, a compliment. Absolutely, yeah, she's totally like the queen of being the badass and a time traveler for sure. Absolutely, and I know that you've done special effects. So how did you approach? Somebody else did it for you in this film. So what was your approach to them? And obviously, you have to work with a budget too. Yeah, well, when because of my background in in, in post production, I was able to sort of uh, you know see what other things that we can do within the limitations of our budget and yeah. how do you make those things feel bigger than what they are really. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, being being able to speak the same language to with somebody else sort of like facilitated things in the sense of uh, nobody had to explain to me how to do something. Uh, I, I would just sort of uh, ask in the sense of. Uh, Okay, this is a plan. Uh, I'm thinking of doing this this way. Is, mm-hmm. is it gonna work the way I think it's gonna work? And they'd be like, yeah, or, oh, you might be able to do this in a different way and get more bang for your buck, type of thing. It sort of becomes a thing where, 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 you know, you try and make the most out of your budget and, and, you know, make it seem bigger than what it really is. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have experience as an editor, so that obviously helped you in the editing room too. Yes, totally. It's the same thing, right? I, I, I'm a big believer in, in, in that film knowledge is power, and the more knowledge you have about a certain position, then you're able to talk to either your editor or your VFX artist or either, you know, your cinematographer. The more you know about the same subject, then you can speak the same language on set and mm-hmm. You know, it, it's less of of, uh, of explaining and it's more of a collaboration. Yeah. What appeals to you about time travel? Uh, what I like about time travel is that uh, time travel could be a genre in its own way because yeah. you know we don't really know how time travel would exist because we haven't really invented it and there's all kinds of theories. Really, it's it's about your take on time travel or your approach to it. You can go backwards. You can go forward in time. You you know you can go backwards many times and create different different uh, alternative timelines, or you can affect your one timeline. You know it's just it's really hundreds of possibilities. So it's just whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. More on the film curvature in a moment. Let's get back to my conversation on the film curvature. And there's also that uh, that hidden factor in they they tell you in some films. It's not a good idea to meet your other self, uh, but it's good. It's cool to explore that part of it too. I'm sure. Totally, that was one of the things that uh, uh, Lindsay liked about the role is that she's basically playing two versions of herself. Yeah. Each version is in a different uh, emotional spectrum, right? One of them is grieving and coping with the loss of somebody, while the other one's on a mission. Yeah. So being able to emotionally play those two different characters while still being the same person. Uh, I think was one of the things that uh, made her want to take on this role. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, the the film won it at Sitges, a, a great film festival in Spain. Uh, what? Uh, how does that feel when you with some of the acclaim that you're getting for this film? There's been a lot of good buzz about this movie. Yeah, totally. Especially when you go to film festivals, you don't know really how people are going to respond to it, right? You just go there and it's, it's sort of like playing the lottery. You just sort of like, <laughs> what happens, you know? And yeah. 
festivals like uh, pitches, uh, they're pretty honest about whether or not they like you. So I've, I've been in trainings where, where the audience is not happy, and they make sure that you know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> you know, my first concern was, I don't even know how many people are going to show up. Right. To my film, you know, like, it's not like, you know, I have a massive PR budget and mm-hmm. people know, like, my film is playing. So when I first showed up, I really had no idea who was going to go. And when I got there, uh, to the screening, there were people waiting in line outside and it went around the theater and I was surprised by how many genre of fans attend the festival. At one point, like, not enough people could sit down and they were sitting on the floor. And I was like, okay, that's very interesting. I never thought this was going to happen. And then when the film played out, uh, a lot of people came up to me and they were very thankful for, for you know, bringing the film to, to Spain. And um, people were cheering and asking all sorts of questions. And there was a lot of applause. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work. And you don't know if someone's going to react positively positively to it and, and when they do it's, it's an experience I won't forget I I took a, a picture a selfie with my brother on stage with all the crowd overlooking at the screen and I, you know I, I sent it to all my friends and family just just because I was so excited about it oh yeah you should be as you should be that's awesome uh, as far as your shooting schedule how much time did you have so we shot for 20 days with a full crew and wow. then I did a skeleton crew for an additional two days and it was basically just me, a camera, uh, a first AC and, and my producer, mm-hmm. you know, doing all kinds of either B roll footage of exteriors or, or things like that. And then we did an additional day in LA for uh, a miniature that we built. Ah. Uh, and that's it, really. Wow, it's great to hear people are still building miniatures uh, with all the CGI being done these days. That's pretty awesome. What well, like- that's one of those things where you sort of combine VFX and miniature to ah. get the most out of it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. That's great. That's fantastic. What are you planning on next? Uh, right now, I have two uh, projects. One's a uh, Western thriller, and another one's a horror. You know, we'll see which one which one gets made first. But yeah. uh, you know, I I definitely love the genres and and you know genre films. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna dabble with that for a while. Mm-hmm. And and these these are in script stage, or, or are they finished scripts, or they're still working on them? Oh no, these are finished scripts uh, oh, cool. that are going around town, and and with the buzz of them getting with curvature, there's been a lot of talk and interest in, in, in some of them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where it's like we'll wait and see which one bites first. All right. As far as it's going to be released, so we can all see it. Uh, is there any more film festivals on your horizon for you? Uh, we have a couple other film festivals that we still haven't uh, secured, but uh, you know, once you sort of play at a festival like Sidges, yeah, all of a sudden you get people reaching out to you sure. asking if they can have your film in 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 in, in festival. Yeah. Right. Sort of like the tables turn in the beginning. You're sort of like applying to as many festivals as you can, and yeah. sometimes you get rejected. Sometimes they don't even see the screen that you sent. And then the moment you get a little bit of buzz, then you, you know, like the attention comes the other way, and people start looking for your film mm-hmm. and reaching out to you. So that's been pretty, pretty cool. Filmmaking, I always look at, is kind of a leap of faith. You, you believe the story's going to do well, but you never really know until it's actually out there. Uh, so, I mean, how do you kind of keep your, you know, grounded with, 
you know, kind of uh, taking that big leap every time you do a film. I mean, kind of like Guillermo del Toro recently said at the Oscars, <laughs> right? Like, success and failure are, are next to each other, and yeah. the doors are not labeled. You just got to go and knock on one of them and, and go inside and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Well, you're obviously a talented filmmaker, and this is this is a cool movie, and, uh, man, you got a great cast, too, and, and I just love that mystery and sci-fi combo. That's... That's hard to beat that, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. And time travel to boot. I mean, that's fantastic. How much more can you want, you know? <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Thanks so much, you know, uh, especially films like this that are, you know, genre, time travel, sci-fi, and yeah. very independent films. We definitely need a lot more people like yourself, uh, you know, appreciating them and, and, and giving us the time and uh, at a plat- platform to, to speak about our film. I mean, I grew up reading The Time Machine by by H.G. Wells, so I've always loved time travel. Good stuff. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, take care, Diego. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tony. All right, take care. bye-bye now. Definitely look for Curvature on DVD and On Demand. This is Tony Tolato for my Time Travel New Year's Eve podcast series. Until the next episode.